Hey everybody, it's Sam with West Virginia Overtime and we're back. We're going to talk now about how you form a team. Now, everybody kind of seems like they know what a team is. And I don't think a lot of people truly understand that. You know, when I talk to um, my friends or or I talk to, you know, my mom or I talk to even the players on my team or I talk to the communities that I live in or anything like that, a lot of people think because there is a group that gets together, a group of people that gets together that happen to play the same sport and they are in that together that that is a team and it's not and a lot of coaches will tell you that a lot of players after their playing days when they look back on it can tell you that because there is a difference in a group and a team and I think a lot of people just don't get that. So I'm going to kind of break it down and I'm going to kind of use an analogy to show you what a true team is and kind of talk a little bit about how you can get that. And in that, I'm going to use some science. And I know a lot of you are thinking, science? Look, Sam, we didn't turn into this podcast to learn science. If I wanted to do that, I would listen to a science podcast. I'm listening to you for middle school and high school sports. Hey, hey, I understand. I totally understand. Bear with me. You'll be able to understand this science, and it's going to help you know whether the team you root for, the team you coach, or the team you play for is a true team. So let's talk about matter. Now, we all learned in science class, whether you're middle school, high school, college, or a little bit older, you learned about matter. You learned there's three stages of matter. There's gas, there's water, and there's solid. Um, excuse me, I said that wrong. I had to stop, and I realized... I said that wrong. There's gas, there's liquid, and they're solid. My um, science teacher is rolling over in his grave by me saying water. But there's gas, there's liquid, and they're solid. So think of it this way, okay? We're going to use kind of water as an example, which is why it was in my head. Think about it this way. When you see mist, which is kind of in the gas level of things, you know, when water is up in the clouds and it's just kind of hanging out there and it's this misty substance. Think about it. I'm just basketball as the sport since, since we're getting ready to go into basketball season. That's considered kind of your tryout phase. We hope. Um, what it is, is mist is this kind of gas. Sometimes it, it's forming little droplets. Sometimes it's kind
kind of air. It's this kind of cloud that really doesn't have a lot of substance. It's very airy. It's very light. So kind of compare that to the players that are trying out. They don't have really any substance or knowledge. You're imparting that knowledge a little bit in tryouts, but you're kind of seeing what they already know. Are they a gas or are they slowly, you know, becoming a liquid where they've got some substance and they're becoming droplets? What are they? Are, are, they're just kind of hanging out together. Now, in tryouts, of course, you'll see friends, players who've played together. You'll see players who know each other or whatever. They'll kind of hang with each other. But notice in tryouts, you really don't see them talking a lot. You don't see them touching a lot. You don't see them really working with each other a lot. One of the reasons is because they're nervous. They're worried about making the team. Um, they're unsure of themselves. They're not sure of the coach. They're not sure what their parents are going to think if they don't make the team. They're not sure what their parents are going to think if they do make the team. They're they're really unsure of their standing. Are they going to start if they played last year? Are they not going to start? And then that's going to be an embarrassment. If they didn't play last year, it's if I'm going to make the team. If I make the team, am I going to be any good? Am I going to be on the bench? They have all these questions. They're gas. They are this kind of thing up in the sky that hasn't came down to earth that really isn't together. So if you take a squirt bottle and you put it on the mist function and you squirt it once, you'll see these particles fly out. And you'll see them kind of land, and they'll be separate. Some of them will disappear in the air. Some of them won't make it to wherever you're spraying it. Some of them will. Some of them evaporate and disappear. Well, that's kind of what happens in trials. You know, some last and they land where where you wanted them to go, and some people disappear, they evaporate. And so you make your cuts, and they get their name on a list, and they come to practice. Does that make them a team? The answer's, well, we call them a team, but they're really not. They're still individuals, even if they played together last year, because you're adding new pieces in there, be it a new coach, be it a new player, several new players, whether it be a new manager, whether it be a new athletic director, whether it be new parents, new people to the community, you are finding 
that they are not together. So when they become water, they become a liquid, which is the next stage in matter. They become water. You'll see those mists, those little droplets, those little particles that form. We're using water as our example. We're using basketball as our example in sports. Those practices before your games, you're starting to see them come together. You're seeing those particles start to get to know each other, to start to trust each other, to start forming bonds. You're starting to see leaders form, whether it is because the player wants to be a leader why the, or, or if the coach is making them become a leader. But what you're seeing is bonds kind of being formed about who they can trust, who who they play with better, who they know on the court. You'll start seeing them in practices if you're a coach or if you're if your program allows parents to come in to practice. You'll start seeing them in practice start talking to each other more. You'll see them start starting to touch. And by that, I mean when they come out of the locker room, you'll see them pushing and shoving on each other. You'll see them start teasing each other. When you're doing post-defense, you'll see them pushing and shoving. You'll see them talking to each other. Uh, you'll see them talking smack to each other, teasing each other. You'll see relationships and bonds starting to form. That's great. You want to see that. You want to see them becoming water. So let's go back to our example with the water bottle. We have sprayed our mist. Now, here's the thing. If you hold up your hand and you hold it straight and you spray mist at your hand, you'll see those particles form on your hand. Okay? So what you're seeing is the surface where that mist is hitting. And if you have 15 players on your team and you spray that squirt bottle five times because five people can be on the floor and you spray it at your hand, what you'll see is those particles hitting a hand and joining together, forming bonds, and you'll see it run down your hand. They all will not come together. There will be separate paths where certain particles come together and they run down your hand. And you may have three, four, five, ten separate areas where mist particles have came together, formed water, and they've ran down your hand separately. Well, that's what your team is like in the beginning stages. Your group is like in the beginning stages.
because they aren't a true team. Yes, you can call them, you can name that group of water a team. And if you take the spray head off the sprayer and you dump water into a container, you can contain it. But if you put your hand in it and pick it up, or try to pick it up, you'll see that they're not solid. Water runs at its own different levels. And you'll see that with your team in the beginning practices. You'll see that certain kids will follow certain other kids. You'll see groups, maybe they're friends, and they become a, a, a separate group within your team. And you may have um, a group here that you call the JV. You have a group here that you call the second team. You have a group here that's called the starters. And within those five starters, you may have a separate group where your point guard and one of your guards hangs out. And then you have your two post players. Maybe they're friends at school, and they hang out. And then you've got your other guard who is also in the band and chill choir and they hang out with them but they don't hang out with their the the other people on the team and and all of that well that's water they run together but yet not as one stream hopefully before your first game you can have them running as a stream which it's kind of them on the same page. They're running your offense. They're running your defense. And they are starting to kind of be together on the same page. And that's the start of actually having a good record. Of you starting to form bonds. Those bonds can become a solid, and that is what you want. So using our example as, as um, water, when water becomes a solid, it becomes ice. And so what you want, you know, hopefully by your first game, is that your team is ice. Now, I don't see a lot of teams um, of school groups that play basketball together become ice before their first game. It's usually a more veteran team. It's usually with a veteran coach. They may start snowing, but they usually aren't ice by their first game. Um, usually you can get a little cube of ice uh, that you may take out of an ice cube tray, you can get that usually by the first of the year. But you're hoping that you can get it by your first game, where they have became a solid and they're together. But think about this. Think of a cube of ice. 
think about that. If you had your hand straight up, the one that we squirted mist on, the one that we saw water form, the one that we saw streaks and then run in a stream, if you hold that same hand up and you take a little cube of ice and you take it with some force and jam it into your hand, it can hurt you. Well, let's think about that. If you have a team that was water and they're starting to form ice, they're starting to form that cube, the force would be the coach or the parents or the community or all of them taking and pushing that cube of ice into your hand it can hurt you which means it can win some games by pure force of a coach willing them to win the student section coming together and willing them to win the community the parents coming together and and pushing that team they can get them to win a little bit in the beginning sometimes they're going to falter because if that cube of ice isn't all the way frozen when you push it into the hand pieces it may break uh, pieces may fly off uh, pieces may disintegrate and so a coach really needs to watch a parent really needs to watch the community really needs to watch how much force you take and put on your little ice cube your team because if they're not all the way solid they haven't formed those bonds what you can do is destroy your ice cube you can destroy your team by a coach giving more praise or yelling more at a particular part of the ice cube it can break off and you can lose them forever by a parent saying you need to score more you need to rebound more you need to do whatever by the community writing Facebook posts and saying that they depend on this one particular player or the media saying this is such and such as team you can have parts of your little ice cube break off and you can never get them back so it's very important that when your team is starting to become a solid when your group of players are starting to become a team they're starting to form those bonds and they're starting to freeze that you kinda leave them in the refrigerator and let them continue to get colder you don't use too much force they have to become 
a team together. Okay? It's about them and the relationships, the trust, the bonding that they form. So if a parent says, Johnny doesn't want to pass you the ball, it's all Johnny's fault, blah, 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 blah. Well, parents, what you can do is you can get in between Johnny and um, Nick, and they won't form a bond because you're chipping away at it, and then the ice doesn't truly become solid. So parents and coaches, when you see that, kind of back off a little. What we want, like I said, we, we want all of this to happen before the first game. A lot of times it doesn't. A lot of times, like I said, it happens after the first of the year. Why? Because you go to your first couple games and you see parents trying to put too much force on your group of players, on your little ice cube. And so you've got to see who's going to break away and who needs to be put back into place. You see coaches pushing kids too hard, too fast, expecting too much, um, maybe putting them in a role that they're not fit for. And so that first, those first couple games is about them rebuilding their bonds that have been chipped at from someone outside. Hopefully after the first of the year, you see your little ice cube expand and they become even more solid. Hopefully they become a big, huge block of ice. They become almost indestructible because that's what you truly want. You want them getting to be a block of ice. You want them formed. You want the center to be solid. You're starting five. And as you come out from that center ice, you have your second five, which you know, may become part of your starting five because one of them, uh, maybe someone in your starting five gets hurt and someone has to step in. And they can do that. They can interchange. And then outside of that, maybe you have your JV team. And then outside of that, you have your managers. And outside of that, you're having your coaches. And you're forming this big block of ice. And you're becoming this true team and that's what we want and true teams true blocks of ice win games they form relationships that last they form memories that last they form 
um, relationships and futures that last. At the community that I'm part of, there are a lot of true teams that we had where the players still talk. They they talk every day. They talk once a week. They talk once a month. There there are still teams in my community where they haven't talked in 10 years, but then they see each other, and it's just like they were right back together because they're blocks of ice. They have formed this bond, this relationship, this um, experience that they shared. And so that's what you want to see, coaches, parents, members of the community. And when you start building programs and you start seeing the one team from one school becoming one family from one community having one dream with one program you start seeing an iceberg you start seeing an indestructible force because even blocks of ice if you take and you step on them, sometimes you can break them apart. Or if someone takes and chips or saws a piece of that block of ice off, you see the rest of the ice get cracks in it. And that's sometimes why you see what you think is a true team, a true program, that when a group of seniors leave, they're cut off. You see that block of ice crumble. You see them break apart. And you don't hear from that school anymore, particular sport, until they can build their ice back. And then you see other teams where maybe the coach leaves, coach retires, and that piece of ice is cut out, and you see that block of ice crumble. You see it start getting cracks in it. And sometimes we try to plug in another coach, and that coach doesn't quite fit that system or that school or that team, and and you see it just totally break apart. But then there are schools where you see them become an iceberg, and icebergs last for years and years and years, and they have separate blocks, separate teams, that when they're put against another team from that same school, just from a different generation, where they form bonds. And they join together. And that's what builds your program. That's what makes you a powerhouse. And when I think of that, I can't help but think of Duke. You see the 91 team and the 92 team. 
And you see, um, I think it was the 2001 team or the 2002 team. You see those true teams, those ice blocks, they come together and they form a bond and they create a layer to Duke Iceberg. You see the 91 and 92 teams come back in the summer and play against the current Duke team. You see, you know, a Duke team from 2004 come back and play against the current team. You see combinations of the 90s teams and the 2000 teams and the 2012 team come back and play against the current team. You see them in the Duke stands. You see the Duke parents in the stands. Well, when you think of an iceberg and you go under the surface of the water from what people can see, you see the foundation, and that foundation is the community. And maybe they used to play Duke basketball, or maybe they're just fans, but they form the f- formation of that iceberg. And then you come up and, and and you see the former players, and then you come up and and you see the parents of the current players, and then you come up the iceberg and you see the coaches and the managers, and then you may see the current team above the water. That's what you see. Because what you see if you're in a boat about an iceberg It's just this little structure. Just this little structure. What you don't see if you're on a boat and you see an iceberg is the underneath part of the iceberg. The part that's holding up the part you can see. Programs like Duke are built because the part you can see forms a true solid block of ice. But when their time is over, they stay together and they end up under the water supporting the next team. And that's how programs are built. The underneath part that you don't see is supporting the part you can see. So that's the reason why I'm doing this program and I'm doing this particular podcast. I'm not really talking about the tip of the iceberg you can see. I'm not talking really to the current players. I'm talking to the part of the program, the high school, the middle school, the part you can't see, the former players, the community, the fans, the parents, the coaches, the managers. Those of you who are listening to this podcast, you've got to form your own block of ice underneath your current team that's going to band together 
and support your current team. You're part of the program. You're the part that holds them up. You're not the part that's on the boat that's wanting to chip away from, at them. You shouldn't have an ice pick. You need to be under the water supporting the program. You're under the water catching the mist that turns into water that lands on the surface of your program and help them form ice. You help them bond together and become a cube. And then you watch them throughout the season become a block of ice. And if they can become that block of ice, then they will join the iceberg. And one day, if you can get them to join the iceberg, they will stay a part of your program. They will stay a part of your community. I hope you understand that. For anyone who's listening out there, I hope you understand that. Because here's the thing. If you're not supportive, if you don't form that iceberg, when the mist comes down and hits the iceberg and it's water, they start forming water and they form an ice cube and they start building their block of ice. If that little cube and that block of ice do not bond with the iceberg, You'll have a team that slides off the iceberg into the ocean. And if you take one piece of ice and you drop it into the ocean, what it will do is it will sink, then it will turn to water. Water that flows away with the rest of the ocean that eventually goes in and evaporates, goes back up into the sky and reforms their own mist. They don't connect to your program. They don't stay in the program. And eventually, they don't stay in your community. They're the kids that played sports when you think about your high school past, they're the kids that don't play sports that could care less about their high school, could care less about their community. They don't check scores. They don't want to hear about their old team. They don't care about their old teammates because they didn't form that connection. They're the kids that when next season comes, they don't come back out for basketball. They're the kids that when they graduate, they never come back home to a game. Because they never truly 
formed that connection. So I kind of hope this has helped some of you understand the big picture. Not just how a team is formed, because that's what I titled this. But what I really wanted to do is talk to you about how a program is formed, how a community is formed, and how you keep kids together by helping them get connected. And if you can get kids to connect, you can get them to play sports, you can get them in the program, you can get them in the community, we can make changes in our community. We can make changes within our school. We can cha we can make changes with our leaders. We can make changes with our kids. And we can turn this around. And if everyone does it, we'll turn West Virginia around. But it's got to start with the people that are listening to this podcast, with you in your sport, whether you're a parent, you're a member of the community, you're a coach, or you're a player. You've got to form those connections. And if you don't, they won't stay. So before I end this podcast, I want to leave you guys with um, Billy Donovan's quote. Coach Donovan um, coaches at Florida, and for those of you who don't know, I am a big-time Florida Gator fan. Uh, Billy Donovan had a quote and said, you can do one of two things. You can humble yourself, or life will humble you. It's a lot easier to find a way to humble yourself. Now think about that. You can do one of two things. You can humble yourself or life will humble you. It's a lot easier to find a way to humble yourself. Guys, I'm, I'm telling you, humble yourself because, uh, life, God, whatever you believe in will humble you. And on December 1st, I got humbled and it's not pretty. And it's painful to go through, and it is something that I don't wish on any of you. So make sure you're humbling yourself. And I'm going to leave you with that. I hope all of you have a happy Thanksgiving. I hope all, um, I guess I'm doing quick math, 12 teams in the high school playoffs. I wish you guys luck. And for all the basketball, softball, and wrestling teams out there, I hope all of you truly become a team and that you truly become a program. And if you guys have any questions, comments, or protests, don't forget to tweet us at WV over, or excuse me, Overtime WV, or Hit up our WV Overtime Instagram or Facebook pages. Um, you can privately message us or you can email us at WVOvertime at gmail.com. But let us know that you're listening. I'll talk to you guys later.